These opportunities will give me what I need to level up life. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad and Eric here, and we just want to welcome you back to another week at the Roundtable. We are so grateful to have you, and we have a wonderful episode in store for you. So, stay tuned and enjoy. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brother Eric Dixon. Yo, and we want to welcome you back to another week at the round table lights at the round table episode two season three this week we are joined by our very special guest and brother alex miller alex how are you brother i'm doing great thank you guys for having me i'm it's a pleasure to be on and i'm excited to chat with you guys today super excited to have you man thank you thank you um we we like to start off the show here uh, with a little bit of uh, gratitude or whatever towards our day. And um, what was the greatest part about your day today, Alex? Yeah, um, today was a great day. Uh, yeah, I had a, a closing this morning, and then I got a listing appointment. So I'm a realtor, so um, two big things for me today. So it was, it was a good day. How about you guys? Amazing. Chad? Um, I had a great day, man. Yeah. My day started, you know, I've been juice fasting. And uh, my birthday was Monday, and yep. I got to work, and a lady at work bought donuts for, for me. Yeah. So it was like, oh, yes, I figured, <laughs> right in the middle of a juice fast. But to, to show my gratitude, I ate six of them. Nice. So <laughs> uh, today was a good day, man. Today was a really good day. Any day we do the, sit down and do the podcast is a great day. So. Dude, absolutely right. Like, that's... I'm like, well, I had mine, but then I'm like, wait, the podcast, of course. Like, and Alex is going to be on tonight. Like, I prepped for this, made sure my shirt was right. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's going to be amazing. But I would say my favorite part of the day today was I got nominated at work uh, for what they call the Work Proud yeah, man. Award. Um, it's an award that you are chosen by your colleagues. And then you are selected by the corporate manager. So I was the recipient of that award for October this month, uh, or for October. And um, dude, I cried. There was so much in that. Um, questions that I answered, I put it on my, everybody shared it. Thank you, appreciate you. Um, I put the email that they sent out on my Facebook page. We'll put it everywhere, but I got to answer questions about what's my key to success. What do I do? How do I impact? And it was just, un no, no, no. It was great to see those responses. And I fully expect that because that is, that is what I do every single day, whether it's personal or professional. Like I literally squeeze every ounce of life every day. Mm -hmm. So Amen, Amen. That, was a, that was the greatest part of my day today. Congratulations, that was a pretty Love sweet, uh, Post that you or post that PLK had right there. Sure, man. I see you shining. Yeah, and I I I'm very grateful for that post, but I'm also double grateful because I'm just gonna say the last company I worked for wasn't necessarily the most braggadocious in a way when it, when it comes to that because they didn't want people to see how like how how bright I was. They were afraid that I would be taken elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And look at what happened. I went elsewhere anyways. So 
Yeah. And now you're Chuck, right? right? And they're seeing yeah. your light. They're acknowledging the light that you're yes. bringing to the company, yeah. which is awesome. That's so Thank cool, you, man. man. Thank you, man. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll jump right in here, man. Like, um, so we were, we were talking earlier, Alex, uh, has come into our life back in 2017, just been a, a fucking amazing human being. That's why I continue to follow you. Um, that's why I always will, because you shine a light that is just, I told somebody today, I was like, you're just a beautiful human being, man. Um, so we met, uh, about 2017 online, like Alex said, we don't really know what state we, we all live in. Uh, that's how like disconnected, but connected we are. Um, you know, so Alex, I'll, I'll let you give a little intro about yourself, man. Can you tell us a little bit about, about who you are? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like Eric said, we met online back in 2017, uh, doing a challenge and, um, I don't know, it's really cool being like having social media and like being friends with, with Eric and Chad and living, you know, miles apart, not even like really knowing these guys, like, and what their day-to-day life looks like. But like, I've loved watching both of your guys' journeys and like how you've progressed in life and the healing that you've been doing and the physical and mental and like just spiritual, all the work that you guys have been doing throughout your life. Um, And it's so cool to like experience. And it's, it's crazy hearing you say that, Eric, like just that what you see in me, like, I don't even, you know, it's like, I just post on social media and it's like just Facebook posts, whatever, um, just about my life. But like, that really means a lot to me, especially coming from somebody like you, um, just like with your positivity and like your transformation and your growth, um, to see that I can have an, an impact and like contribute to that. So that, that makes me feel real good. Like that, that's really cool. And, and just know like both of you guys, like watching your growth and your positivity, like even when I'm having down days or being in a funk, um, that really, it, it keeps me going and keeps my mind in the right place. But, um, yeah, a little bit about me. I'm, um, from Colorado and, um, yeah, just, uh, all about, you know, positivity and, uh, you know, gratitude, just like these guys. So, I don't know how much more you want me to share, Eric, there, but, um, yeah, just super happy to be on the podcast today. As much as you want to share, brother. That's, uh, that's, that's great. So, um, you know, what, what brought this on um, was uh, I heard Alex talk on a podcast, um, your boy Roy show. So please go check that out. It's a great podcast. Um, but I heard Alex on there, and – Instantly, when I heard this story, he will vouch for this. I text him. I mean, instantly. I listen to podcasts all day long. That's what I do. I have a pod- We have a podcast. That's what I do. And I instantly text him because I, I just felt like this was a super defining moment in anyone's life, in Alex's life. I know we've been. I know each and every one of us have been through something. And I was like, we got to have this guy on. So, Alex, could you? Could you touch on, on that defining moment? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, my defining moment is, uh, you know, it starts when I was a young kid, um, and there's multiple defining moments throughout, throughout the period of, of everything. But, uh, I think it all kind of started when I was a young kid, my brother, I would say was probably about seven years old. I was probably about four or five years old. 
and my brother was bi- uh, diagnosed with bipolar at, at a young age. Um, and so just not really knowing what that meant at a young age, not really understanding what was going on. I just knew that like he was at the doctors a lot, having to be put on medications and like, um, just watching mood swings and like, you know, and it's from my perspective, it was like, that's just all I knew. Like that was just my brother and that he, um, was going through some stuff and, um, you know, through his life, he went through a lot of different med changes and my brother just struggled with really severe bipolar and depression and manic episodes and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like there was a time when I was in high school, uh, went to hockey practice and came back and my brother had, uh, my brother was really into like, uh, driving RC cars and he was out driving an RC car and it broke and came in and just had a huge episode and, uh, probably did 50 to a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage to our house. Just, tore all of the cabinets off the, off the wall, um, broke everything that was glass. Just, I mean, just shattered and broke everything that was in sight. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was really challenging for me to watch my brother have to go through these like different episodes and like to not be able to help and like not understand what was going on with them and going through med changes. Um, you know, the big, the big defining moment, uh, that I was talking about the Eric, heard was uh so and I guess too like my brother spent maybe three weeks in high school um the rest of his high school was he was in uh a mental hospital and like going through like electric shock therapy and like all that kind of stuff and um and so when I was 18 my brother was 21 uh I woke up to my mom screaming call 911 so like immediately I just know like something's not right with my brother um and it I it wasn't too far out of the out of the normal but like I could tell this time something some major was up and I woke up and uh reached for my phone which I mean at this time like I had my cell phone and I have no idea it's it was kind of like a god thing like a blessing that I I couldn't find my cell phone wow. so I'm like wake up scream I like panic my mom's screaming call 911 so I get up and I see my brother um you know hurting himself cutting himself and uh just having a huge meltdown so I'm like panic mode don't know what's going on uh finally find the house house phone call 911 and say hey my brother's having a meltdown he's having a breakdown we need to get somebody out here um and I mean my brother with my brother's episodes like police have been notified from my house multiple times. So our house was like flagged for somebody with mental health. And, uh, so, so as things progress, my brother's, you know, just still out of control. Um, and he goes out and he grabs an airsoft gun out of the garage. And so I'm on the house phone, he grabs an airsoft gun and my mom's screaming, you know, let him know that he has an airsoft gun. It's not real. So I'm, my brother ends up running down the street and, um, you know, he, I, I say to the dispatch, Hey, uh, he's got an airsoft gun. It's not a real gun. Make sure the police don't shoot. And she was like, Oh, we don't, we don't go around shooting people. Like we weren't, we're not going to shoot your brother. And so I'm, you know, my brother's running down the street. My mom's running down the street after my brother. And I'm, I'm trying to follow after. And all of a sudden, like I'm, well, two things is it's, I'm, I'm starting to lose my service with the dispatch 
and I just hear sirens just from all over. Just it's like there's just no noise, just sirens from everywhere coming in, and uh, and so two minutes later, my brother was shot and killed by the police. So, I mean, just I mean, just the heaviness of that, um, and the uh, and just you know, I I couldn't believe that it was real. You know, I couldn't believe what I was what I was experiencing. Rightfully so, man. Wow. I just I want to take a second to say thank you, man. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, yeah, that's that's really really powerful and brave of you to share that man it's yeah and it go ahead yeah and it, it's just it's taken so i mean like because this happened it's been almost i think it's been nine years now and um it's one of those things where like uh, it's it's something that um has i mean just a finding moment i mean that's wow. that's the biggest way you can put it but um, it's something that I've processed and healed and processed and healed and processed and healed. Um, so it's become, you know, it's definitely like a grown in part of me. Um, and it was just, it's something that was just super hard, obviously, you know, for five, six years. So. Wow. So to, to start to unpack that, um, I mean, you said, you said process heal. Can you, what comes to mind first? What was that process? What, what was the heal? Yeah. Yeah. So immediately, I mean, at that point in my life, I was, um, you know, just out of high school, I had done my first year in college, um, you know, throughout high school and stuff, never really did drugs or drink or anything. Um, and you know, after I got out of high school, I was, started hanging around some people and we were smoking weed and drinking and stuff. So, I mean, at that time I was already kind of dabbling in it a little bit, drinking and all that stuff. And, and when my brother passed away, the people that I was hanging around and the group that I was hanging around, I mean, I was, I was a huge influence of it too, but you know, I, I, when it happened, it was so hard to deal like, cause it's, it's something that like I dealt with my whole life of dealing with, mental health and somebody who struggled with that and all that kind of stuff. But after he passed away and dealing with his death, like I, I just turned so heavily to drugs and alcohol. Um, and I don't think that my friends and the people that I was hanging out with really understood the pain that I was going through and that I was using this as a numbing mechanism. Um, So this progressively got worse and I was starting to turn to turn to like other drugs and, um, you know, and it it just progressively got worse. And the people that I was hanging out with, I was just not, I was numbing out. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't healing or processing with the right way at all for those first five years. Yeah. Yeah, We talked about suppressing uh, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that so, was a big. That was a big thing, also that I went through with it when my father passed away. It was so much easier, you know. It felt easier to run from it and, and to to numb it with those, those drugs and alcohol and stuff. So you said it took five years. What what was that moment after five years? Is like, hey, you know, what was your call to action to 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 change your course, if you will? Yeah, yeah. So um, my defining moment was. 
what ended up starting was um, I I actually signed up for a 12-week challenge at my gym. And it, it, it'll, I guess, uh, to backtrack, it was kind of, you know, it, it started with hanging out with some friends and we were drinking, you know, probably every night or whatever. And then it was like I ended up doing some other different jobs and the people I ended up hanging out with. I mean, I was doing, you know, two shots of peppermint schnapps and then drinking a six-pack. And that was like a regular every weeknight occurrence. Like that's – and smoking weed and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and it just progressively got worse. And there was just a day, I mean, there was like, you know, it was just, I was so done with life where it was like, I don't even want to be here. Um, you know, it was like, and it was like one of those, I got to do something about it. Cause I was getting overweight and just hated where I was, hated who I was. And I like looked in the mirror and I'm like, man, I got to like, get in shape or I'm like, I'm, I'm done living. Like there's no point of me being here. So, um, I mean, I definitely went through suicidal thoughts and was just like ready to be done. So I finally gave it, there was a 12 week challenge in my gym and it was like, it's either like I do this and I like kick ass and just go freaking crush or like I'm done. So like, let me give, give myself six weeks to lose some weight and get in good shape and like change my life. And that was like a really starting defining moment of, of my life. So, so, so what was your life like before um, this? That were you, and yeah, were so you I mean like after person? starting that 12 week challenge, I, uh, it was interesting because one of the first weeks they. Wait, we cut out. Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm a ha I was definitely a happy person. I think that dealing with my family dynamics and where everything was at, um, you know, I was always considered like the happy-go-lucky kid, and like my parents always thought of. Oh no! Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. There's just a little lag. You guys there? Yeah, yeah. you're good, brother. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I mean, growing up, I was always, you know, like the happy-go-lucky, happy-go-lucky. I think we got a little bit of a lag going on, but yeah, I was like always the happy-go-lucky kid. Um, and, but I mean, with my brother, like watching his, uh, like how he dealt with life and like how he was always in a rough place, like, I think it gave me perspective of like, that I was so thankful and that I like, really enjoyed what I like you know, life and stuff. So I think I was always a pretty happy person. And that, and that's really like, that was where I my, also, obviously the story, but like the, the person I know now, I'm like, dude, Alex is so happy go lucky. And then to hear this story, it's like, dude, I have to hear how that process went. And because it was so inspiring, man, because you are, you're happy go lucky. Like, you're 24 seven. I mean, you're, you know, I tell you post the other day about I'm a realtor now, fuck 24 seven or something like that. I work 24 seven now, but, um, that's you, man. You're always smiling. You're always posting positive. And, um, yeah, dude, it just, I had to know, uh, I had to know one of the, one of the things that I, yeah. that I eased out of this was, you know, in, in defining moments, I think they come back. 
I think they come back in little little decisions later in life where you, you start to question, you're like, I've been here and I can make a different decision. So one of the things for me is speaking my voice. That was something that occurred early in life that now still comes up and I have to make a decision to face what I went through and overcome or back off and continue to do the same thing. So when I, when I listened to the story, I was like, how did, how did Alex's relationship with his brother, like, and I don't know how like your days were, but I have to imagine it was not knowing what was going to happen with him, which is totally understandable. So does that anxiety or situations like that, does that ever come back to you? Like in a day where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And maybe it surfaced because of this. Does that, can you speak on that? Absolutely. And I, and I think it all comes back to self-awareness and, you know, just, just the other day I was in a meeting and I'm bringing on a new partner for my, for my business and he was late. And well, actually, I mean, it, it was actually a few different things, but there's another person that I was having some tension with on my team. And it's a pattern that I've, like you said, it's a pattern that I've done in my life is I will not say anything. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this will just, I'll brush this off my shoulder. No big deal. But I just hold on to it. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. This is, I'll just hold on to it, hold on to it, stuffing, pressing. And then as soon as one little thing happens, I blow up. I'm like, but what I think my self-awareness and what I realized about myself is that I had this fear of, like you said, using my voice because what my fear was around using my voice was I knew if I said something that was going to upset my brother, things would blow up. Wow. So rather than having somebody blow up on me, I'd rather just hold on to that for myself and deal with that wow. rather than having somebody blow up on me. Wow. Whew. Man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, so, that's very... Yeah, and I think think it uh, very like I mean, I think it's I think a lot of people struggle with it. And I don't even think it's necessarily just my circumstance. But like, I I really think it's something that struggle people struggle with. And I really struggle with it a lot is like being direct with people. And like, like I was saying, I'm bringing on a partner and he showed up late a few times. And I really don't want to address it. I don't want to fix it head on. But like, my boss told me something is it's like you can lead people or you can love people to failure or you can love people to success. Mm. And that quote really stuck with me because it's like, I can love him so much that I don't want to hurt his feelings and I can let him fail because he's showing up late and not doing things in his life. Or I can love him to success and say, Hey bud, like, do you want to be successful? Do you want to be a really good realtor? You're going to need to show up on time. So I think it's like, loving people in the right way yeah yeah i think that's a the strongest form of love is the accountability you know and that's a Mm. huge thing that's lost and and we've become so um like you said it's hard for people to to be direct because so many people are passive aggressive and don't want to use their voice but really i think it's a disservice to everybody yeah you know including yourself because all the tension you're holding on to without using that voice it's like Oh man, I don't know. and it just keeps building up and keeps building up and building up. Yep. 
So that, that's a beautiful point, but it's well. And then yeah, people don't get the support. full version. People don't get the full version of who you truly are because you're holding back. And so it's like once you start to like really, like use your voice and show who you are and like speak into people's lives, like, like you said, I mean that's like. It's it's not maximizing their best and it's not maximizing my best and like yeah. teaching me how to be, you know, a leader really is leadership yeah. is what down to absolutely man that that sounded like a leader just to let you know so um <laughs> the the other side of that um same thing i think so i think another thing that i teased out of that story was the the known fact that the 911 place knew that your house was flagged for that activity you actively said that your brother did not have, you know, he had a pellet gun. Mm-hmm. Please, you know, don't shoot him. And you told someone of authority that you were literally grasping in your life. Mm-hmm. And it still happened. I, I felt similar, definitely not the same mm-hmm. thing but similar and then you start to doubt yourself mm, yep Is absolutely. That, does that also come around today i think i mean man like i i i've never seen that for myself but i see that like that plays out in my life um a hundred percent i think and i think mine is not i guess where it shows up and where i've seen it a lot is like trust like i need to trust myself yeah. more uh, yeah. So pretty much opposite of exactly what you're saying is it's like, I mean, I do doubt myself and my thing that I'm working on is trusting myself and trusting more. Um, I think another huge thing that came out of that was like, it was my fault. Um, and like, that was something that kind of has played out of like, Oh man, I did it wrong. It's my fault. Yeah. And holding on to that guilt and that burden, like it, it was something that I did. Uh, yeah well I would like to speak on on behalf of police I was a police officer for five years and I want to give you my condolences on behalf of police officers man I'm truly sorry that that happened to you when you went through that and and I'm grateful that you're able to see the light in the situation and take the silver lining because you know death is never easy you know it's the hardest thing we have to deal with as, as humans so I love you, brother, and that's tough, man. That's yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love you. I love you too, and I appreciate that, man. And I, and I think the thing, like for me, I mean, I, I dealt with a deep hatred for police, and that, and that was like just generalized all police all together. And I got so many speeding tickets and got pulled over, and like, I just was like fearful and angry at police, and it took me a long time to, once again, heal, healing and processing what happened, and. Uh, and it's, it's realizing that that was like, it's taking me a lot of time and effort to get here. But I think like some of the steps were like meeting other police officers um, during some personal development events and like meeting different police officers. And it's like, they're just human and they have families too. And, and like realizing at the end of the day, like those police officers that were there that day, they didn't want to do that either. Like that. And they have to live with that guilt for themselves. And 
I actually did, we did like a podcast, um, or I shared my story at, at church and, um, the police officer's daughter actually saw it at the church and she was really affected by it. Um, and I, I don't think we did it in a distasteful way to put the police in a bad light at all. And I even said, you know, like, it's kind of one of those things like my condolences to those guys too. Cause that's not what they want. Like that right. is a defining moment in their life. So like, I guess that, that police is, that police had to move where he like lived and his daughter had to deal with that too. And like that ripple effect. And I was in a place where like, I could have empathy and understand like, man, that's here. You are like, it feels like people are painting your dad in a bad light. And, you know, like it's just, it's crazy to see, like, there's like so many different effects that it had. And it's like, there's my side of the story, but there's like, so many other pieces of the story that defined multiple other people's lives out of that, out of that one circumstance, but to be able to have empathy and understand and compassion for like what she went through and what her dad went through and like what the whole family went through and having to move. And um, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's powerful stuff. I don't know. You're a beautiful man, brother. Beautiful man. Appreciate you coming on here and sharing. Yeah, yeah. Talking about those things is, is pretty difficult, man. Sure. And, um, just for my own curiosity, how does that timeline line up with 2017 when we met you? Yeah, you guys were, so it happened in, must have been 2012. Okay. So you guys were like right in that, like right in that cusp. Cause I think I had done the 12 week challenge and like throughout that 12 week challenge, like I went to that first 12 week challenge like when I was starting that, I was still drinking. Like I, I would go drink and then I'd go to the gym and like, and so like the first day during the, or like they had like these little classes before, like during the challenge. And I said, Hey, what can I drink and still like lose the most amount of weight? And they were like, Hey man, if you want to drink <laughs> and do this challenge, like you should probably just give up because you're just going to hold on to weight. Like you just should just give up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not giving up. Like I'm, putting whatever I need to do to make this work. Um, and that's, I think a lot of where healing came from was like moving my body and giving up the bad and like starting to pick up good habits. And, um, you know, I, I got back to, you know, or like I hated my parents for, for five years. Cause I was like, man, this is your fault because you guys put them on meds. You guys made them do electric shock therapy. And like, they were just, uh, there's so much to it, but like they were just humans doing the best that they could. And I finally saw that years down the road, but up in cigarettes and it's just like one by one, just stopped, stopped doing all these bad um, habits and started picking up good ones. I think that's, um, I think that's a good way to replace those, those bad habits. Um, what is, so in place of those bad habits, what, what's one of those good habits that you still keep today? Yeah. I mean, listening to podcasts, listening to books. Um, I mean, going to CrossFit every day, working out. I mean, I think moving my body and eating healthy is like, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And then practicing gratitude <laughs> and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like you said, eating, eating healthy is, is pretty fun. It, it's pretty good. There's, uh, I, 
I haven't ate healthy once and been like, shit, that was bad news. Like, I, I, I thought it's great almost every time. So, um, yeah, man, I, you know, just to, just to see you come through all of that, I mean, I think every single person that has listened to this, will listen to this, can relate exactly to your story, man. We all go through these struggles and triumphs, and we all have this story that molds us into who we are, you know, who we are today. And I see you today, like, you know, Alex Miller, fucking baller realtor, just, you know, 24-7. I mean, dude, I, I, you know, I lease apartments, so I get it. Like, I know you're good at talking to people. I know you're good at making connections. And you love helping people. Like, you're helping families every day. So, like, that, that's, that's sweet to me. And, you know, uh, you have a beautiful wife. You guys are getting ready to have oh, you guys are getting ready to have a baby. Man, dude, and, uh, you know, just a place of your own, and, like, you know, you have your thing in Colorado, it's like you have your own jam out there, so, like, man, just mad props to you, bro, just keep shining, man, it's, listen, you guys, this, this man's shining. I appreciate that, book, man, huh? I appreciate What was that? No, go ahead, go ahead with what you're saying. Oh no, I was just I was just saying I appreciate that and no man it's it's um I don't know it's so helpful to have guys like you where it's like um and and cuz I mean there's been so much growth and change but like even right now like getting back to that eating clean like that's something that's easy to fall off of and like but it's awesome to have like guys like you who's out there and like maybe we don't you know I've never even met you guys in person but like to be there and like just the accountability and the support that I have from you guys um, and watching your growth and watching what you guys are up to. And like, man, just your guys' videos and your, you know, sharing your gratitude and the good that's in your life and, and showing and expressing your love and your joy. Um, it's contagious. And like watching you guys do that at that half marathon and like, man, I just, it's, it's easy to get, I'm, I, I, I like don't get in funks too often, but I was like in a little bit of a funk a few weeks ago and like, you know, connecting with people like you guys um, makes the world of difference. And it's like when you're feeling low, it's like reaching out to guys like you, um, you know, brothers to lean on and, um, you know, love and appreciate and have gratitude for life. It's like it's a lifesaver for real. Yeah. And um, that's something that's coming to mind to me right now, and maybe we can kind of unpack this, but like, you know, we, again, we, we've never met in person. Like, this has been a pure digital connection, and it's beautiful. Look at us. Like, seriously, like, obviously, we wouldn't be without you, and then you wouldn't be without us right now. So, mm -hmm. it is such an amazing thing, dude, and I often criticized too i'm like well like if you don't see that person then what's what's the connection like what if you don't physically are there but it doesn't matter that's just a thing that we can put on it yeah and, and i think keep go going ahead. what were you saying go ahead. <laughs> um i was just gonna i was just gonna say um you know i think a lot of people like dog on social media and i think there is some a lot of bad stuff like that's bullying and all that kind of stuff but i think it's like how do you make that change of like I mean, having these kind of, like these kind of a deep relationship with somebody over social media that you don't even know, like you've never met them in person, but you, kn I mean, I know you guys and I'm part of your life and I'm watching your journey and I'm part of your journey. And like, 
you can speak words of love and to anybody and it doesn't have to be you know somebody that you see in person like i think it's it's a great way to spread the love and positivity and it doesn't have to be in person like i think it's like making that change in social media yeah i think i think yeah i was just gonna say absolutely that's the biggest thing people are like you know i'm gonna quit social media or i'm gonna log off facebook it's it's really how you use it just like anything in life if you're filling your newsfeed with negative people or uh, political people or whatever it is you don't like then that's what you're gonna see you know you just gotta shift it you know there are not many people that I know in the physical world that I actually follow on Facebook. You know, it's just my small circle and then a lot of positive people like yourself. You know, and, and one thing, you said it was right at the time of your change, going back to the, the Awaken the Warrior Spirit program. Uh, I reached out to you when you joined the group and you're like the only guy that I reached out to because I saw, I saw you already had the Warrior Spirit guy. Mm. And I saw him and I'm like, hey, this dude's legit. What's up, man? You know, I, I see you. I see you, brother. You remember um, that? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. And, and you know, I think you, you you speak so well of, you know, the connection and the love. And that's such a lost, a lost thing in our society, especially for men. You know, men being open and vulnerable and telling each other, hey, man, I love you. Yeah. I love you. I would do anything for you, you know. And, and that's uncomfortable for a lot of people, you know, we, in an egoic society, it's at least where I grew up, it was kind of frowned upon. Like, man, is this guy a little funny? Yeah. It's like, no, man, I just, I genuinely love you. You're a good friend. You're a good human being. Yeah. And love is a human thing, not a woman thing, you know? So man, it's a, a super powerful testament to um, the soul knowing no distance. You know, the soul doesn't know the distance between Ohio and Colorado. Mm. You know, that soul connection of love, man, who it's powerful, super powerful. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, yeah, this connection is amazing, man. So, um, yeah, what you were, you're asking favorite book. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned you read what, what is your favorite book or a book you're reading now? Um, yes, the first book that I read that really was like my first self-help that I just, you know, ate up and, you know, flew through was, uh, there's a book called 25 laws of doing the impossible by Patrick Bet David. Uh, and what I love about this book, and I don't know if it was just that it was like the first self-development book or the way that the book is written. What I love about it is the book actually makes you do these activities of where are you now and where do you want to be? Who are you spending your time with now? And who do you want to be spending your time with? Like, what do you spend your hours doing? So it's like definitely more of like a workbook book where like you actually had activities and questions and like things you had to work through. So like, I think doing that rather than just like a book that I'm just reading to like read and get information from, like it was actually like I had to take action of like, yeah. and looking at like who am I actually spending my time with who am I wanting to spend my time with um so that book was huge and like I, I'm just a huge reader and I love to like just listen to audiobooks and all that stuff um I mean like I don't know Think and Grow Rich like I don't I the power of the subconscious mind um I'm trying to think I mean there's just there's so many books out there that are just yeah. they're great 
Yeah, I was reading was reading always your thing. Is that something you developed? Is that one of those other good habits that you put in place of a bad one? What's that? Was that always something that you did reading? Um, or is that one of those good habits that you picked up along the way? Yeah, so I mean I was in reading like I was a terrible reader throughout school. I was always in reading classes, always hated reading, like with a passion. And it wasn't until I picked up a book that I loved and that like had actually changed my life and like helped me improve that it was like, and I think I ended up reading 20, 30 books that year. Yeah. Amazing, huh? I did the same thing. It's like I picked one up that I loved and I was like, shit, I love this. And, uh, <laughs> and I learned that um, it wasn't that I couldn't focus. It was that I didn't practice in order to focus and you have to actually pick up the book to practice. So yeah, man. Um, it helps when it's something enjoyable too. Uh -huh. I think that's, that's super important. Yeah. When it's something that like makes a difference in your life and something that you can apply to your life rather than like reading about, to me, like reading about history is like cool. And I'm not like a huge history person myself, but like, then if you like change it to something that's like actually going to implement into my life and make a difference, it's like, it's a whole different ball game. Whole different thing. I mean, you're doing work. You're literally putting your thoughts to the pad with a pen. I mean, you're transferring that energy. We talked about that last week, too. I mean, you have to do the work physically, metaphorically, all of it. And that book provides it all. And then when you do the action, which we learned that word in James's program, take massive fucking action, mm. then that's when it happens. Yeah. Awesome, man. You know, it's kind, for me, it's kind of the equivalent, like, going to high school was, was reading before I started my self-development. I hated school. I didn't want to do it. But then when I got to college and I could take classes that I actually enjoyed and wanted to yeah. take, it was like, hey, school's not so bad. So, right. Yeah. Right. It's like something when you're doing it for yourself and you're like actually like seeing the value and seeing something pay off. And like, I think it comes down to like that passion of like having passion for what you're doing kind of thing too. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And for me, it was just like a, a search of, of deeper understanding really totally of myself of, of how life works how the mind works how how i work yeah yeah so well i think the other thing too is it's like i think you know one one big thing that i always talk to roy about and you know is it's it's like you were talking about it's like relationships and um i mean even even books like yeah i'm not spending time with the author of that book but i'm spending time with his thoughts yeah. And I'm spending time listening to what goes on in their mind and how they think. And like, it's like, it's like spending time with that person, and like getting to know and like understand how they think and what they do, you know? Yeah. 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 It's their energetic imprint, right? So, Putting that totally. out there. That's their energetic imprint. So yeah, you're absolutely spending time with them. Maybe not in the physical sense, but that's a beautiful point, brother. Very yeah. Um, we might, we might have to wrap up early. Uh, we got a, I think we got a phone that's getting ready to die maybe, but, um, I, um, man, just again, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'll ever be able to thank you enough, dude. I just, I, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I want you to, to be able to like have the platform also, like tell people how to find you, like anything you want to promote, like where can they find you? I mean, dude, follow this guy. Like, it's all you, man. Go ahead. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I super appreciate that. Um, Instagram, it's Alex Miller, period real or period real period estate. And then um, on Facebook, I'm Alex Miller, but probably easier to go find Chad or, or Eric because there's a lot of Alex Millers out there. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And we'll, then we'll the other podcast. The other podcast is uh, the Ya Boy Roy Show. Um, that's on all all different platforms. But um, yeah, no, I'd love to connect with anybody. And if like if my story had any kind of impact or anything that brought up in you, um, would love to unpack that and um, hear your story and and see what relationship we could build. Um, and yeah, no, I I just super appreciate both of you guys and. Um, can't say thank you enough for, for both of you guys and the presence that you've played in my life and for having me on tonight. I really appreciate that. And we'll definitely have to get you guys on the Ya Boy Roy show and so we can all yeah. chat yeah, up on there as well. So. That, that would be an honor, brother. And, We're there. And anytime that you would like to discuss something or you hear of an upcoming topic, you're like, hey, I want to join the roundtable for that discussion, man. Let's roll. You're always welcomed. Always welcome. Well, this is just an open platform to share our life and you've got a beautiful one like eric said so always welcome back my man and and what you guys are doing here yeah and and also what specifically where in colorado are you yeah i'm out in denver um i'm actually i'm in westminster but i'm like right in between denver and uh boulder okay so everybody that's looking for housing out there Yo, go hit up Alex Miller. I'll help you get there. I got you. Trust me. This man will take care of you. So. <laughs> what? Well, and anywhere you're moving, like if you're moving, even if it's not in Colorado, let me know and I can help you find a good agent where you're moving, and I can throw you some kickback towards your way to hit towards a down payment or, or for some furniture towards your house. So, dude, you're <laughs> <laughs> Alex, thank you so much, brother. We, we thank you guys. It. You have a wonderful evening. And all of you watching, thank you so much for tuning in. Another week at the round table with some beautiful lights. Uh, Alex shared a, a very powerful story, and we applaud you for that, brother. Hope you have a wonderful night. Thank you. Yep. Much love, guys. Appreciate much you guys. Love, Take care. Things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, coming, coming. Out of darkness, light heart pumping, 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 pumping. Into white light, all things running, 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 running. Took a bow in the paling, moonlight, 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 moonlight. Take a look at myself, see my third eye, third eye, third eye, third eye, third eye. Everything's already alright, always alright, always.